This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 65. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by Vaughn Simons. Vaughn has been working on the web for 20 years after falling into it by accident and with WordPress since 2006, which was more deliberate. He's been freelancing since 2014, specializing in web design and web content as Pilcro mm-hmm. and Pixel. Hello, Vaughn. Hello. Hey, Vaughn. Thanks for joining us today. We're so glad you're here. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, please? Wow, thank you. Yep. Um, so, more or less, what, is, what the introduction says. I'm Vaughan. I um, live and work in London. Um, have lived here for oh gosh, um, uh, over twenty five years. I, I originally come from Somerset in the southwest of England, which is a, a very rural area. So I moved from a, a town where I'd lived all my life up until I was about eighteen twenty. There's only four thousand people now in living in London, which is what, eight to ten million. So quite a big difference. Um, and I suppose like a lot of people, I first got interested in computers in the, in the eighties with the personal computer revolution, I guess. And I had a Sinclair Spectrum and would mess with that until late in the evenings, but then completely kind of grew out of it when I was about 14, 15, didn't touch a computer again for over 10 years until I got a job at the BBC in 19... 97, which um, it was kind of, uh, I kind of fell into it by accident because it was a new unit doing stuff on uh, related to the BBC website, which had only just launched in 1997. And um, yeah, it kind of went from there, really. I, I kind of learnt the basics of the web and um, and messed around a bit with that, started my own blog a couple of years later um, on Blogger, whatever it was, like, something like that. Um, messed around with that for a few more, few more years and then got into WordPress about 2006. Um, started messing with sites or other people. And um, I, I worked at the BBC till, I, till 2012 when I took redundancy. And um, then after a couple of other jobs with charities, I decided to go freelance and um try web design and, and web content. I, I, I include the web content bit because the, the stuff I was doing at the BBC was primarily editorial. I was, you know, writing content for websites and editing other people's content. I wasn't designing stuff or doing the coding or anything like that. So that's where my kind of web content background comes from. I'm excited to hear uh, we're speaking to somebody who started working at the BBC when they had when they were just starting to have a website. That's a pretty, it's a pretty big feather in your cab. That's a pretty cool thing to have that uh, in your background. That must have been exciting there. I imagine if you look back at what the internet, what their website was like in 1997, 98, probably quite it, different. It was, it was fairly exciting. I mean, I, was, I wasn't involved in the launch of it. I was involved in a very small department at the time that happened to be connected to the web. But they did only launch their website, I think, in 1997, thanks to... Um, I think it was a mix of um, they decided to launch it as regards after sort of the death of Prince, Princess Diana, which was you know lots of people were going to the web to search for information, and also the 1997 election when 
Tony Blair won by this huge landslide. And both those sites they launched were very popular. And it wasn't long after they decided to launch their website. So I was I was in the early early part of that. Yes. That's really interesting. It's like a Forrest Gump thing. I don't know if you know Forrest <laughs> Gump in England, but it's like you're you're at this kind of pivotal point in history. That's really interesting. Yeah. How do you like living in London, growing up in a small town? Do you prefer um, it? I'm kind of used to London now. I, I, I mean, I, I'm still not entirely settled here. I still don't feel like I really belong here. But on the other hand, I haven't lived in Somerset for, um, well, since 1989, actually, it was, it was I moved to London. So I, don't, I wouldn't really know Somerset now if I went back to it. So I think I'm a, a sort of small town boy who's, been transplanted to London and um, kind of get gets on with it here. I mean, I like the fact there's a lot of people around, but I also don't like the fact there's a lot of people around. You know, it's a kind of love and hate relationship. Yes, especially in London. Uh, I spent a year in London. I was in Southfield before I moved out to Thames Valley. Uh, where where in London are you? Are you are you living? And are you involved with the the, the London WordPress community? Um, I live. Uh, I started off in West London near the BBC, near the BBC at that time. Sure. Um, but then moved to Clapham in South West London. Yep. In 2006, where I've been since. Um, I'm, I'm not really involved in the WordPress community much. I, I am vowing to get more involved with it, but um, it's 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 more of a social thing, as I, I sort of mentioned um, when we were talking. Uh, at first, I've got a Sturgis syndrome, um, which you know makes socialising quite a stressful experience. Um, I've also got a physical disability, so you know places that you go, it can be a bit limiting both physically and and neurologically. You know, so yeah, um, absolutely, it, it's something, absolutely, it's something. It's something I want to get involved with, but I, I, it's I think it's going to take me a bit of a leap to do it. I mean, I'm very very active on Slack and places like that, but. Actually going to things and meeting people is sort of a bit nerve-wracking for me, really. No, I understand that, and that was that was not a pressure to ask. So it was just an inquisitive ask. So thank you for sharing that. No, no, that's fine. You you said that you kind of stumbled onto the web, but you deliberately dove into WordPress in two thousand six. Tell me about that, would you? Um, well, I, I'd had a blog on Blogger. Yes. And then movable type. Sure. And um, I, I can't remember. I think movable type was just getting on my nerves for some reason. And so I decided I, I launched a new blog. Um, I, I moved my old blog, which had been on um, blogger and movable type. And I decided to let's try this newfangled Word, WordPress thing. And at the same time, I kind of self taught from various places on the web the basics of css and i was like oh this css stuff is good because you know you know you can you're not sticking in lots of code within the content you can actually separate your content and your design which really appealed to me so that's when i kind of started using wordpress just with themes really that i downloaded off the repo and and got to know it that way and um i was i was running my own blog I mean, it's still out there somewhere. I'm not giving the URL because it's, it's <laughs> terrible by now. And it hasn't had its design change from 2006. 
Um, <laughs> no, I really um, want the URL. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm afraid not. All right, um, fair enough. And it, it wasn't under my name either, so it was it was all it was it was a complete change from my previous blog where I'd had my name on it. I went for something sort of semi-anonymous, and um, so I had a, a blog on WordPress from 2006, and um, you know it was quite an even by the standards of then. It, there's no responsiveness or anything, but it was quite a nice minimal site, and I did a lot of tweaking to it. And then in um, 2009. I actually um, I launched a, um, a a literary magazine, an online literary magazine called Kill Author, uh, which which you can look up. It's again not responsive design, but it's quite a nice design that I think I put there. And I, I kind of managed it and um, was the editor of it completely anonymously myself, only revealing at the end after about twenty issues that you know it is me who who is behind it. I did that for about three years until 2012 and uh, also in that time I did a couple of other sites with people you know friends just just things just things for friends nothing paid or anything like that and so it wasn't really till I, I left the BBC and I had a couple of rather unsatisfactory jobs that didn't really suit me but I thought maybe it's time to you know try and do this thing freelance and see how far I get so within your freelance business now, Vaughn, what, what services are you providing? Is it content? Is it theming? Is it a little CSS? Uh, talk us through that. It's, I, I kind of, my, my whole name with Pilker and Pixel is kind of because I do content and design, really. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't really specialize in one or the other. I find that the specialism comes from clients primarily wanting Sites design, so that's my main part of it. But I, I do try and impress upon them gently that you know the content is important. And I, one of the slight frustrations I have is clients will say, "Oh, you know, I can do the content. There's no worry about that." And um, then you kind of look at what they've done and you think, "No, actually, you could do some help with that." Yeah. So it's, it's kind of <laughs> you know, it's kind of it's kind of impressing upon that content is important and. Um, it's not just about you know sticking keywords everywhere. It's about having clearly written, clearly structured websites, and and that's the kind of. So I, I suppose my my the things I say on my site would be WordPress web design, content design, which is a, a a sort of concept I've only learned about in the last couple of years, but it's definitely something I've I've kind of known about for years because from my BBC background as well, public service websites, the content design and sure. how websites sure. are structured. Just very important. To it, right? Yeah. So I sort of say WordPress web design, content design, and content management. Um, those, those are the kind of areas I specialize in. I'd like to do more content work, but as again, it's, it's one of the things where you need to sometimes convince clients that you could do with a bit of help with your content. Yeah, absolutely. That can be a challenge. How are you? How are you finding clients? You had mentioned that meeting new people and getting out and about can present a variety of challenges. Um, but I yeah, wonder within um, that, what's 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 been working for you? I I don't meet clients. I I work remotely, completely remotely. Sure. Um, no, nobody's ever actually asked to meet meet me, which is fine. You know. <laughs> um, I, I just prefer it really. I, I get on better with clients by email 
mm-hmm. can do phone calls and things, phone conferences if if wanted. But I think email, email, I write you know fairly clear, clearly structured emails. Um, try not to give too much information to the clients that will confuse them, but try and keep them well structured, and you know give them the information they need without bamboozling them too much. So I, I work with clients primarily remotely and by email. And then how do clients find you, I wonder? How do new clients find you? Obviously, if you're emailing existing clients, they know how to find you. But how do, how do new ones come in your door, so to speak? New ones are, I must admit, one of my failings. <laughs> it's primarily referrals, but as far as I'm concerned, probably not enough referrals. Um, sure. I have sort of nudged clients on, on this before, you know, current clients are out referring me. And I have had a few, but primarily it's through people discovering my website and sort of liking the sound of what I do. Um, but yeah, I'd certainly like to increase referrals. Um, I think one of the things is the referrals I get aren't, aren't the greatest. You know, I, I, I don't know. I have sort of spoken to other people on Slack about the kind of referrals they get. And I think the referrals I get is kind of clients saying to a, a colleague, a friend or whatever, oh, this person did my website. You should maybe chat to them. It's not very, um, what's the word to put it politely? It's not very persuasive, you know. It's, it's kind of mild referrals that sometimes yeah. I get people contacting me. Um, but I I have tried things like, you know, referral scheme and, but it didn't really, I don't know whether it's a British thing. It might be a British thing, but it didn't really go down very well. You know, it's kind of like, oh, well, I refer you anyhow. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to, I think it's hard to find that line between what's natural and what's, you know, maybe to put it in your kind way more persuasive right Mm. (laughs) that's a hard line to walk and if you think about people that you refer things you know that you refer for um i think we we try to have an influence on people and give helpful information if we're happy with a service or something like Mm. that uh but we i guess there's a there's a point at which we don't want to be pushing it too so but uh but it's good that you're getting referrals and whether they're they're more or less persuasive, I guess, is something that's not really yeah. something you can control. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we can just share here that Vaughn is available for client work. So if I <laughs> are looking for help, uh, Thank he's you very available. Much. You're very welcome. There, that's good. That's, that's somewhat persuasive, Liam. Thank Ooh. you. Thank you. He seems a really nice guy so far. That's Vaughn, right. let, me, let me ask you one of our signature questions, if I may. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with success in your definition. So how would you define success? And if you want to talk about it in a professional sense or a personal or maybe a mix of both, we'd love to hear your definition of success. My definition of success probably hasn't changed hugely in years, really. And that is that it's, you know, when, when I finish a project or a piece of work, I always want to be really satisfied with it and know that the people who are, who are getting that work are satisfied with it too. You know, I've got, I've got a few sites in my portfolio, no longer on my, on my own site, incidentally, that I'm, I'm less than happy with, you know, because various things came up and, you know, it didn't quite work out the way I wanted. I, I 
the sites that are in my portfolio now are ones I can look at and say, you know, I'm really happy with those. And, um, and the clients are really happy with them. And as I say, I've got sites from my portfolio that are no longer on my own sites that go back to, you know, 2013 before I officially started that the clients are still very happy with. And I'm sort of happy with, you know, if, if I was doing them now, I'd do them far better. But for me, it's, it's always been, um, when I was in employed work and in my freelance work, it's always to have something at the end of it that I'm completely satisfied with. And the person to whom I'm supplying that work is very satisfied with too. Yeah, I, I think that the, what you're describing sounds like you have very high standards for yourself and the way that things change over time and best practices and design changes all the time too. So yeah, satisfaction is, is a temporal thing. It's not necessarily something that you're, you're satisfied now, but when you look back at it in a few years, you might, you might not remember how satisfied you were. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I do have a slight, um, uh, tendency to perfectionism, you know. Uh, so, yes, uh, I, I won't say my projects are the quickest, but you know, I will. I, I will certainly sit here with a design, you know, looking at. I mean, what one of my stupidest things is when I'm having a a piece of text in a row, is that the 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 spacing above the text is always a couple of pixels less spacing <laughs> below it. <laughs> and I'm really, it's just, you know, and I will sit here for, for two hours or something looking at, <laughs> looking at a line. Like, no, no, it's got to be, I'm not quite two hours, but it certainly seems like that sometimes. I really oh, yeah. There's a tiny little detail like that. And I sit here at the end of it going, the client's not even going to notice that. It's ridiculous. But it is one of the things that I do rather obsess over. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's not unusual. I've certainly spent a fair amount of time trying to hunt down two pixels somewhere and padding and margins. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's very satisfying when you eventually find it. But if it takes you an hour, that's, you know, that's can be frustrating. And then and then I'll do that. And then I won't notice the glaring typo in the headline right above it because I'm so focused on it. Oh, well, that, that's one fortunate thing I do have. I, again, the perfectionism in design comes across the perfectionism in content as well. I will notice you know, tiny little typos from six miles away, basically. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> or misuse of a comma or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've talked a little bit about um, getting uh, new clients and um, and the process or the referral process and otherwise for that. What would you say, would it, that sounds like it's a challenge for you. What would you say is your biggest challenge in, in running your own business? Um, oh, without a doubt, it's it's self marketing. I mean, I have I. It, it's it's not that I don't know. I'm just not confident in doing it. It's um, I mean, I've never been. I've never been someone who's very keen on marketing, to be honest. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from my time at the BBC because. As I'm sure you and a lot of your listeners will know, the BBC is publicly funded, so it doesn't really have to go into things like marketing. It's, I mean, it does, but it's it's not it's not paid for marketing. They don't have adverts and things like that, you know. It, so it's 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 always rather come across to me. I, I just I just don't have a marketing mindset. 
and I've tried. I've, I've listened to, you know, every every expert under the sun uh, about running your own business and, and marketing, and it just it just goes in one ear and out the other. It just I, I can't get into that mindset, you know. I just don't understand it. I really don't. I'm, I'm just, I'm lousy at it. I wish I was better. I really do, because I'm sure you know. I mean, my business goes okay, but I'm sure it'd be, I'm sure it'd be going a lot better if I could be a bit more, um, a bit more upfront and a bit more. You know, this is what I do. This is why you need it. Blah 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 blah. I'm just, I'm just not that way inclined. There's a lot written about it, and certainly in the the freelance run your own business solopreneur website agency world. There's a lot written about how to market, how to get new clients, how to do email marketing, all of those things. Is there anything that you've seen that strikes you as uh, like, I wish that I could do that, or this is what I'm, I'm aiming for. Or do you, is there something that you're want to emulate um, or does it all kind of turn I, you off? I have, I mean, one of the one of the sources which I, which they do some good chats about marketing and so is the WP Builds podcast. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah. Um it's run by Nathan Wrigley and David Wormsley. Wormsley, yeah. Yes. David Wormsley. Yeah. In, in the UK. And um it's it their style and sort of delivery and everything really, really fits my mindset. It's kind of Slightly cheekily irreverent, but very informative. And they've had some good guests on about marketing in their time, you know. And I think I will admit it's probably the kind of British outlook and British sense of humour that appeals to me about their their chats and interviews. And they bring that over into their discussions about all sorts of things. I mean, they've had you know more technical discussions. They've had marketing discussions which i really enjoy and i i couldn't i couldn't name you any guests from it i'm afraid um but there have been some good guests on there that have taught me a lot and taught me sort of helped me with my mind mindset into those kinds of things what i what i don't really like and you know and this is not to um this is not good to criticize any of them but there are a lot of as you were saying just saying there's a lot of these um courses and things about marketing yourself and they they all come across as uber confident you know which <laughs> just isn't my isn't my way of doing things and um what, what i like on the wp builds podcast is it, it it really appeals to my outlook and and sense sense of myself when they're discussing things and i think it's possibly something that you know i don't i don't travel well in terms of listening to podcasts from across the world about selling yourself and marketing yourself. I think it might be a peculiarly British mindset, to be honest. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that before, but that's really interesting. I've listened to that podcast and, uh, and followed David on a lot of different uh, platforms where he exists, YouTube and otherwise. Mm. So yeah, I think yeah, he's got a lot of great things to teach us. Um, what is your favorite thing to do? If your your least favorite sounds like it's marketing. What's your What's your favorite? It, yeah, it would probably be marketing and admin. I mean, the admin I've kind of got down to 
quite a good system now where, you know, I'm not dealing with lots of paperwork. I've got more clients on um, direct debits for their support and maintenance now. Um, it, it more or less handles itself. And I use um, quite a good uh, accounts package that um, as long as I keep my invoices up to date, uh, calculates my tax at the end of the tax year. So, you know, more or less, I just need to press a button and my tax gets sent off at the end of the year. So that's all very easy. So I, I've, I've learned how to, to cut back my admin to very little. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say it's probably marketing is sort of thing I don't like so much. No. Yeah. What is your favorite? What's the most favorite? My favorite is um my favorite is it's probably in all sorts of things actually but um it it's it's getting into a project where I can really just involve myself in it probably too much you know and just really immerse myself in it and look at the details and and get it completed it's it's getting myself immersed into a project which is you know Quite a, quite a common Asperger's thing. You, you get obsessed by a particular projects. Um, and in some cases, that can be reading. In some cases, that can be doing crafts. Um, in some cases, that can be painting. For me, it's kind of design and writing content, really. It's just getting, getting into something that really involves me and kind of obsesses me for a bit too long. Yeah, I can relate to that. I always say, I have, I have a week or two weeks to build this, but somehow once you get in it, you, you can't stop, right? You just you want to get to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And yeah. it is, it's fun. I can relate to that. Yeah, for sure. Fawn, I want to interject I mean, and, and, and circle sorry, yep. around. I just want to interject and circle around to uh, another question if I can in the interest of time here. Uh, one of our signature questions is about advice. And it's the question is, is what's the best advice you ever received and implemented in your life? What's the best advice that you've ever received and implemented? And that can be personal advice, professional advice, maybe a mixture of both. Um, I think professional advice. I mean, well, actually, it'd be semi-professional, semi-personal as well. But in a few stages in my life, um, the best advice I've ever received is is kind of do what you love <laughs> simply uh you know when i was when I was preparing to go to university, I was all sort of set up to do um well not actually university a levels before university I was all sort of set up to do subjects like English and history and geography now i I did two of those subjects, but the one I really wanted to do was drama. Um, not because I wanted to be an actor. I mean, I'm too too shy and too nervous to be an actor. But I was just, you know, obsessed by theatre and and directing plays and stage managing stuff. So that was one point where I just decided, you know, I'm going to do drama. And then I went to university and did drama for three years. Haven't done anything with drama since, mind you. And then ended up working on the web. So I don't quite quite know how that happened. But um, I think the other thing is professionally. You know, it's it's just when I finished at the BBC and I did these other two jobs that really didn't engage me. And then I thought, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to work freelance and have my own business and do the things I love, which is all things web in terms of design and content. Yeah, that's great advice. I like that. It's, it's, 
do what you love ties back then to your success, right? Is is if you're happy when the project ends and mm. you still like what you've done and you like the outputs and you're the clients happy. So that ties in very nicely together with that. Definitely. When you're trying to do what you love and you're finding yourself pulled this way and that, so you know, you've got you've got a deadline and you want to do some design, but you also want to generate the content. How do you navigate that when you have, you know, a creative inspiration that might want to take you this way, but the deadline is close and you're concerned that if you follow that creative impulse, you're not going to meet your deadlines. How does that work for you? I generally will try and be strict on myself and concentrate first on the bit that's going to take longer. Now, for me, that's generally um, design because, you know, I'm not a trained designer. I've, le- I've taught myself design over the years, um, whereas the content bit, does all, uh, you know, I, I studied English partly, but I, I've, I've, I've taught myself how to write good content. Um, and that can come to me fairly quickly and fairly naturally. So the thing I do first is the more difficult bit, which is the design bit. And I, I focus on that first. And then I kind of think, in the way I, in the way I, I would never tell clients to do, I do the design and then I think about the content last, which is, is something I would never say to clients because I always want to impress upon them, you know, you've got to think about the content. It's no good having a beautiful design if you don't have the content. But when it comes to my own method of working, yeah, I will definitely do that. I will think about the content last. I will get the design in place and then I will fit the the good content, not around it, but inside it. And, you know, if needs be, then adjust the design around the content. So it's doing the complex bit first. Yeah, that's a good that's a good method, I think. And I love your emphasis and your passion for content, Vaughn. I think that's uh, something that a lot of us struggle to get from our clients. So the fact that you're really into it and help them with it is is great. And yeah. with that, um, we are actually out of time. This went by so quickly. I really enjoyed meeting you. You and I have interacted on Slack for a while, so it was really great to actually sort of meet you in in virtual person here voice to voice. So thanks so much for joining us. Where can people find you online, Vaughn? Um, people can find me at um, pilkrowandpixel.com uh, and um, they can find me on Slack uh, regularly. Uh, I think I'm just Vaughn Simons on there. I'm, I've got different names on various channels, but I'm on the Genesis WP channel, the Business of WordPress channel, a few others I forget <laughs> just off my head. I'm on Twitter irregularly. I've, I've got rather bored of Twitter, but I should do Twitter more. And I've got a, a, a Pilgrim Pixel page on Facebook too. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on Hallway Chats, Vaughn. Really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Vaughn, thanks for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you. And I'm just going to remind our listeners that Vaughn is available for work. and <laughs> so We'll put his links in the show notes and you can check them out. And uh, it's a good fit. You're invited to send him some work and, and partner with him. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, Vaughn. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, 
ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.